What's up, wannabes? Before we get into this week's topic, I want to talk about the local I attend, Hax's Nightclub. Every week I'm going to review my performance, talk about my experiences, and throw some games up as clips. The tournament started with me playing on stream round one, where I was able to take the game and pull off two Seuss tags, which is a shine out of shield turnaround grab. This is by far my favorite tech in the game. It's something I practice way more than I should, since it's situational at best. Anyway, uh, my round two set I took as well, and after that is where I played Leighton, who is a top 100 contender this year. I actually have a very good record against Leighton, because Puff is my most comfortable matchup, and luckily I was able to win the set 2-1. He actually missed an up throw rest against me, game three, with two stocks to go, and even though it didn't directly lose him the game, he would have been up two stocks to one. I would have got like a small punish. He was at low percent, so I wouldn't have won really, if I'm being honest. But either way, I'll take it. You know, it's happened before, so what are you gonna do? It's Puff. Speaking of Puff, my next set was against Two Saint, who is my longtime rival. Not a lot of people know this, but Two Saint and I come from the same region. Not just tri-state, but Rockland County. It's a small county north of the city, west of Westchester, and the community there is very tight-knit. Coming up, we used to go to the same tournaments, and I actually had about a year or so experience against Two Saints, so there was a period of time where I was positive against him, and even when he was doing well, I was able to kind of keep a very small, slight set lead against him, like 8-7, to seven, or like, I think it was 8-8. Eight to eight the last year that I actually got wins on him. Uh, those days are way behind me. I haven't won against him in maybe over a year, and he's just completely had my number. But this set felt like a return to form, and even though I lost 2-0, I missed the game-ending up smash game two. It was just a running up smash where I think I full hopped or something and got like up throw rested right afterwards. So that sucked. It doesn't feel good to throw a game, but at the time, I didn't really let it get to me. You know, it was game two, so I would have had to win another game on his counter pick. But I learned a few things. I learned that Yoshi's is a good matchup against him. I'm not going to take him to FD anymore. And I think the set as a whole was something to be proud of. It showed that I still have what it takes to take a set off him. So I'm happy I didn't get tilted because I was still in loser's bracket and Vortex was next. And if there was ever someone who could tilt me even more, it's Ben. Ben and I, just like Two Saint, go way back, and I'm always happy for the opportunity to play against him. I took the set 2-0 after a couple of tight games and moved on to top 8. I think this is a set that I'd like to look at more. There were a few things that I did that seemed to really win me the set, and we'll see in the Slippy VODs what I can learn from it. Next was the other wannabe himself, Wasabi, Will Wasmer. My podcast partner. We haven't played in over a year, and I tell you, it was pretty scary. He was having a great tournament himself. He was looking good, even in his losses. Our set was back and forth, and after capitalizing on a few errors, I was able to take the set 2-0. Then there was a bit of a funny situation where we thought the set was over, and then a TO told us that, no, it's actually a best of five, so we got back on and picked our tags and started playing again, and then after the first stock, he's like, yo, it's the best of three. And so we're sitting there throwing arms around like, all right, man, whatever. Yeah, yeah, top six. It's okay, guys. JD, Dude. It's okay. JD was winning still. One of our TOs, 
just made Wasabi feel bad. This is terrible. <sighs> Didn't feel great, but whatever. It's more stream time to advertise the podcast, right? My last set of the night was against Captain Smuckers, someone who I've beaten a few times now, but is definitely the favorite. We played off stream far in the back of the venue, but thanks to Slippy, we can watch the whole set. It went well enough, I took game two and final destination, but his combos were really strong and he was calling out a lot of my approaches, which was enough to take this set after a close game four. I'm happy with how it all went down and look to the VODs to analyze and review my sets. And that was Hex's Nightclub this week. Let's move on to the main topic for the episode, shall we? You can't just choose to be good at something, especially melee. Hex once said that melee isn't really an esport, it's more like a martial art. There's no money, it can't be solved, it's always growing and evolving. I'm inclined to agree with this comparison, and the metaphor coincides with how I already view the game and my methods towards improvement. Let's take a step back and take another look at my goal. Last video I talked about my goals for this series, and as a content creator I guess, but this time I want to talk more about the titular goal of the series, getting voted into the top 100. I wanted to take an opportunity to look at what needs to be done, how I'm going to manage my time, what events I need to go to, all that. Let me break this down into a few chunks. 1. The method for improvement. 2. Strategy for results. So, I need to improve as a player while achieving the results needed to get a panel to vote me onto the list. Easier said than done. Let's dive into it. Improving as a player. Improvement is a crazy topic with tons of videos on the subject and endless debate. What are the traits of a top player? How does one improve? What does it take to reach the next level and avoid stagnation? Heavy stuff. For the past year, I've been having weekly conversations with my good friend Wasabi about the topic. What I've learned isn't a specific tip, but rather a macro strategy for improvement. For the sake of this video, and to attempt my first ever acronym, I'm going to call this the VIPER method of improvement. Vocalize, internalize, practice, execute, refresh, or refine. Shit, okay, I actually really like this. These steps can be applied to micro or macro strategies. It can be for a certain type of shield pressure or adding more time in my day for tech skill practice. First is vocalize the problem or idea. For example, here's a bit of conversation from the Wannabes pod on December 14th, 2019. Definitely learned from it, which was amazing. Like, it's just so many things would come up. Like, you know, he a few specifics were um, the frame data on back air versus neutral air on shield. Oh yeah, we've taught. Yeah, yep. Never, never explored that before. So that's fascinating. Um, so Nair is um, another two frames better than back air on shield. Yep. In terms yeah. of safeties. Um, and then weak Nair and weak bear have the same frame data on shield. Yeah, but but weak Nair the hitbox doesn't shrink after frame four versus weak or. Not weak, just Nair's hitboxes don't shrink versus Bear's does. Hmm. So, like, Bear's hitbox is bigger for the first four frames. Yeah, it really made me rethink how I do shield pressure and, like, how how safe Bear is. Um, yeah, it also makes you think, like, how much more you need to know about the game itself. Okay, so Nair is plus two on shield compared to back air. I vocalize the concept and know of its existence. 
Now I want to internalize, or make sure that I actually understand the concept. When is back air good against shield now? Should I look for shield pokes, or use it for safer shield pressure for max range? How about using both to mix up their shine at a shield timings? The internalizing step is more of an undertone than a stepping stone. I'm still learning and cementing the idea when I go into practice. I'm counting the practice step as any 1v1 friendly session or solo practice. In this case, I'm not going to go into versus mode and start narrowing a computer's shield, so the better way to practice is to actually pull this off against another player. Thankfully, New York City is filled with absolute fiends, so I can get a great practice session whenever I want. The next step is execute, or pulling it off in tournament. This is less of a choice than it is a checkpoint. Have I internalized it and practiced this enough to pull it off at Hax's nightclub, the only local that I go to? If I'm not ready to implement a new maneuver in bracket, the players at HNC will surely let me know about it. Since it's a real tournament with more implications than a fest or friendlies, there will be some stronger negative feedback that will push me to practice more. But it's not so important as to completely screw me up. If I execute in tournament, however, the dopamine that goes through my head is completely worth it. The one consistent in my six years of playing this game is the absolute rush I get from pulling off new tech in bracket. It's just as exciting as my first wave shine up smash. In this case, okay, narrowing shield isn't that big of a deal. But what about ledge dash, dash, JC shine, thunders combo, heavy punish? Same concept, harder tech. The framework is the same, only the timeline is different. After this is said and done, it's important to constantly refresh the tech and refine its applications. Melee is a martial art, and just like how a karate master would never claim to have perfected a technique after doing it once, a melee master must take the same approach. I need to continue looking for ways to implement new tech, finding out when it's actually appropriate. When is nair good versus, say, empty land? How optimized can I actually do the nair? How low to the ground with a fast reaction afterward? Then, how consistently can I do the optimized option? I anticipate the refine stage to take months, maybe even forever. I also want to make sure I'm refreshing all of these new techs before big tournaments, namely majors and regionals. How is my execution looking? Can I rely on this new tech or should I avoid it? I want to brush up on nearly everything as much as possible before going on to actually compete where it matters. Overall, I'd say that internalizing is my strongest feature of the five since I enjoy running new ideas in my head over and over. I think every player has their own strengths. Some people might really vibe in a single long practice session while other people could just come up with new ideas all the time. The thing I want to focus on is the sequence of it all, making sure I put in enough practice before trying to execute and to realize when it's a good idea to fully implement it in my play. Let me know what you think in the comments. There's a good chance Wasabi and I will cover it on our next podcast. There are so many strategies for improvement out there, so this should be taken with a grain of salt. Maybe if I become a top player, this will bore out to be a godlike improvement method, but until then, I'm open to suggestions. Also, let me know what you think about the series. This is very new for me. This is the first time I'm scripting a project, and I'd really like to know what you guys think. What topics should I cover? What should I focus on production-wise? Just across the board, totally open to any sort of suggestions. Anyway, that was episode two of the Road to Top 100. My name is JD. Check out the Wannabes pod. I'll see you guys next time.